Journos, a stream of consciousness news podcast with Stephen Jackson and Brandon R. Reynolds. Great. You're looking very well rested. Why, thank you. All, uh, all aboard. <laughs> you got your little whistle, your little boot. <laughs> My hat. Yeah. yeah. It's accurate to bring that up yeah. in that today's episode is going to be all about going places. We're going to yeah. be traveling to utopian cities of the mind and Ooh. possibly uh, in real life. We're going yeah. to be looking at some models for futurist cities Indeed. that will be developed by billionaires with big ideas and probably a lot of public money. Who can even say? Who knows? And you know, we'll be thinking about who these cities are built for and whether or not it's possible to even build a pre-planned utopia. Is that by definition impossible? I don't know. Yeah, from the ground up. From the ground up. It's kind of like these people are, are conjuring these cities, these visions of these futuristic cities, in some cases literally out of the desert. They're sort of conjuring it up like you're, you conjure these images and experiences in your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like I actually have these like really weird dreams sometimes where I'm like reading a book that I wrote, you know, I can only imagine I wrote it, but it was it's in the dream, but I'm reading it and it's like in the dream, I'm like comprehending the symbols and then that's like playing a story in the mind of my dream. Yeah, so you're literate in your dream. Yes, if nowhere else. I like when I conjure people yeah. out of whole cloth in dreams and have conversations with them and they have faces. They have faces. Faces. And then yeah. the question I always have is, is that a person that really exists in the world? There's yeah. seven billion iterations There's of the a human lot. face. There you are think a that lot. One doesn't, I mean, for sure, if I could capture that person's image yeah. and carry it around, eventually I'd find someone. For sure. And then what, what does that conversation look like? I, I mean, I, I don't know. It would probably be in a different language, statistically. Well, maybe not. I don't know. If it, your exact face is probably... My face looks like everybody. Like kind of the mishmash of the UK... Islands and shit. We have a hodgepodge, yeah. And by hodgepodge, like Irish, some Welsh, German. Scottish. You're mm -hmm. some German? German and Alsatian, yeah. Alsatian? And Irish, yeah. yeah. Wait, is that like French? It is now. It's wow. right on the border. East, okay. Eastern France, northeastern France. They're as old as gingerbread houses. Wow. So gingerbread. However old that is. Yeah, so when you think of Alsace, it's kind of that like gingerbread architecture style. Uh, I, Bucolic? Very bucolic, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and our ancestors, there's a German colony. There yeah. was an idealistic, utopianist German who gathered up a bunch of his buddies, said, yeah. there's this great place. This is in the middle of it, middle, mid-1800s. Yeah. There's this great place, plenty of land, uh, land of milk and honey, Yeah, just great stuff everywhere. It's, it's called Texas. And we're wow. going to get on a boat and we're going to go there. And, and that's how did. you guys, you folks, and mm -hmm. you know, in hindsight, mi milk and honey, kind of sticky. Yeah. Also, milk not known Where, for its lasting staying power. If you encounter a stream or if you encounter a nice river coming down from the mountains and yeah. it's just running with milk, high with milk, gross. And you don't ask where, what the hell the it's source is. It's like a Ridley is. Scott inspired nightmare. Just like robots exactly bleeding right. from the tops of the mountains. That's what mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, exactly. Were these people city builders at all? Or they were just country? 
I think pretty country folk. I mean, the main city in Alsace is Strasbourg, which okay. means street town. Street town. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, I mean, you know. So, so, and they, you know, it's a town of streets. They say, well, well, what, what, how do I know I'm there? And it's like, well, when you get to the place where the roads are, yeah, where there's more than one road, that's, that's pretty much, well, the, you, you've some, arrived. At some point, that street, street, street town, Mm-hmm. That Super had to be the that was likely at one point in time the pinnacle of someone's idea of yeah. what a city could and should be. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. My name is Steven Jackson. I'm Brandon R. Reynolds. And this is This is Journos. Journos. So Steven, Yo. I've told you how my ancestors ended up chasing down a utopian dream. Uh and it got them to a place and everything turned out more or less fine. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a vision of uh, a utopian place that you would like? Yeah. And what would that be like? It's just, it's kind of funny. I've, dri- I've I've drawn pictures of it. It's um, so it'd be coastal, be but like kind of lots of trees around. Not necessarily tr- tropical, but coastal then trees. Uh, but the water's warm. The um the house itself is sort of like you know um like a visitor center. Really like the visitor center almost from like uh jurassic park or something but not with all the dinosaurs but it's a visitor center kind of vibe where it's a circular or octagonal structure and you walk in and um the center of it is a large atrium and each floor like the the rooms sort of emanate concentrically out from like this shared open space around Uh the atrium that you're connected visually to other people in your home what you're describing is an 18th century prison design called a panopticon. Panopticon means that you feel like you're always being watched, and so that, yeah. that, that makes prisoners self-regulate their behavior. Right. I'm quite familiar with the panopticon. Thank you. I can give you some of those things. So I can give you a city with a lot of nature, 95% okay. of nature preserved. Wow. I can give you seaside views. The sea okay. is the check, Red check. Sea. Yeah. Red Sea. Pretty warm, I think. Yeah. And give you walkable, bikeable. You're going to be five minutes from anything you need. Okay. Five minutes yeah. walk. No Great. problem, right? I mean, Integrated into the living nature, which happens to be a desert, but it's going to be engineered in such a way. Yeah. Um, that feels not unlike my yeah. house. I can even give you robot dinosaurs, for yeah. sure. I can give you weather engineering. Okay. Rain, shine, whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. Is there a dome? Um, no. This is open air. Open air weather engineering? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, give you robot maids, all kind of robotics. Everything Whoa. powered by AI. Everyone okay. close to you. Now, the thing about the city is it's 170 kilometers long. What? Yeah. Um, which is about 105 miles long. Long. Yeah. And it's about... A quarter to a half mile wide. What? It's called the line. What? It's in Saudi Arabia, baby, and welcome to the future. Have they built it? They're working on it. Actively. Yeah. Just called the line. Called the line. It's part of a larger project called NEOM, which is the brainchild of the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia. It's Saudi Arabia's big push for... Not just modernity, but post-modernity. M- MBS, the guy M- who locked everybody. Talk about a panopticon. He locked everyone up in that damn hotel. Yeah. And we're going to get to all of that. Really? And I'm glad. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It's important for a full understanding of this concept. Okay. Um, and so let me back up. Okay. What got me interested in all of this was I had been seeing stories for the past few years about very, very rich people yeah. proposing cities out of nowhere, build a city from the ground up, right? So I started looking into, like, why are there so many of these? And, you know, there's there's different kind of versions of that. There's three that I want to talk about today. Okay. Um, riffs on this idea, and I think you're going to start to see some themes that emerge. Um, the thing that really got me excited about it and, and got me convinced that, like, now's the time was um, there was a story a few weeks ago. October, right? News comes out that a billionaire by the name of Mark Lohr is proposing a city to be built somewhere in the desert called Telosa. Mark Lohr, former Walmart exec, worth about $4 billion, made a okay. bunch of money on, obviously, Walmart, and invested in things like founding diapers.com, mm -hmm. very important, uh, very important linchpin of oh. the internet. Hey, diapers.com. Did you mean and to do that? No. The linchpin, no. like a linch diaper, diaper, like a like yeah. an old diaper, old school, old school cloth diaper. No, that's just the magic of radio. That's just like how you roll. That's right. Um, also, a co-owner of NBA's Minnesota Timberwolves, okay. the basketball team. You could have four billion bucks gives you city building money. It gives you the chutzpah to say, "I want to build a city in the desert." So, um, yeah, so it's going to be an environmentally clean city, walkable, bikeable, going to be 50,000 residents, right? Okay. Um, very clean. There's going to be flying cars. There's yep. a mock-up design of this where it's, you know, it's like glass towers and stuff. And then a yeah. little flying car. And the flying car looks exactly like the flying car proposed by a company called Archer Aviation, which is a partner of the city of Los Angeles in its own dreams to get flying cars in LA wow. by 2024. Wow. So Mark Lore is an investor in Archer. So okay. of course he's going to like the city. So that's vertical integration. Right. Pun. That is that's yeah, exactly. Vertical right. integration. Mm -hmm. and... Now Archer is being sued by the way by another company called Whisk for ripping off their designs. Interesting. Uh so we'll see how that goes. But, but Lohr, anyway, so Mark Lore future. So he's got the city it's going to be 50,000 people. How do you get on the list? It's a good question. There is an application process. Okay. Um, and you have to be diverse and you have to be smart and so on and so forth. And okay. there's a whole team of engineers, scientists, um, cultural people. You know, you got to have something that Did you they got offer like a to diversity people. quota or is it yeah. a review board? I think that there may be a diversity quota, which is funny because the New York Post jumped all over this aspect of it and said, Mark Lohr is building the nation's first woke city in oh, the God. desert. Ugh. Come on, everybody. There are legitimate critiques of uh, the idea of yep. a, a city that you're just going to build out of yep. nowhere, mainly because they don't tend to work as planned. There have been yep. other there have been other utopian-type cities that have yep. been proposed not even that long ago. And, yeah, um, they and just haven't ran worked that, that through, way. like, the SEO AI. and was just like, mm -hmm. what's going to get the clicks? Yeah, we need, to, we need red meat. Um, but yeah, other cities, uh, Brasilia in Brazil. Oh yeah. That, is that the one, so is that the one where it was like super future vision, but then it kind of like fell into this crazy disrepair and there's like all these like empty buildings and stuff like that? Or I believe, yes, it was established in, uh, 1950. Yeah. Just built out of the rainforest. Yeah. In like a few years. 
Le Corbusier, you know, these kind of visions of like this integrated city. But because it was the 50s, very automotive powered, right? Nowadays, all these visions are like, you're going to walk and you're going to bike. Okay. And it was like, cars are going to take you place yeah. to place because this is the future, 1956. Yeah, like um, the, the monologue in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where yes, he talks about taking down monologue. all the, um, ripping up cars. all the, the, the trolley cars and freeways as far mm -hmm. as the eye can see. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened there? Well, uh, it became traffic logged. Sprawl was a huge problem, and there is, you know, a working class that doesn't have enough housing. Bra uh, Brasilia, we're talking Brasilia, yeah. yeah. So it became, you know, best of intentions, and then became kind of crappy. Um, Levi Town, New Jersey, same kind of idea. The first suburban vision. Why don't we get away from the cities? Get all these yeah. white people out of the cities. They suck. Yeah. So Levi Town suffered from the same thing. Again, it was the suburbs. There was sprawl. Yeah. Uh, crime ended up in the suburbs. So this idea that you were going to cure crime yeah. uh, doesn't happen because guess what? Crime follows humans. Crime is way more scary when there's sprawl. Like I back in San Francisco, I would feel way more sketch. Like for those people, anybody who's been to San Francisco, like way out in the avenues, like out in the sunset, like yeah, at night. When the fog when rolls it's just in. Like, just like yeah. just there's nothing but these like similar looking houses mm -hmm. for like miles and miles all dark freaks me out yeah it's real creepy that is kind of the burbs um last example i'll give you shenzhen in china okay after, uh big city after chairman mao died uh there was a push among some of the more uh free markety uh, members of the Communist Party, let's build a city that is just dominates manufacturing. And so they built the city Shenzhen, which is now, in fact, uh, a manufacturing hub for the whole world. And um, how's, it how's it doing? Well, it's manufacturing like crazy. But, I, Unfortunately, but like, how are the people there? Like, what's horrible, the city? Horrible. horrible. The pollution is terrible. The people are sort of an underclass. Um, yeah, I wonder what the communist version of the utopian city is like because that's got to be different than a utopian city of built in like a capitalistic country That'd well that, that was what i mean i guess that's kind of what they had in mind or you know it's the idea that everybody dresses the same whatever whatever yeah um it's an interesting question because yeah usually the thing that powers these cities these ideas is whatever the utopian ideal of the day is mm -hmm. right so it's automobiles or it's you know green technology lawns yeah, or it's, uh, or it's, you know, you can bike everywhere and walk everywhere. Like there's or something back about... in Germany, streets, street town, street, street town. Yeah, we got to town and there's not one, not two, but practically three streets. The whole thing's a street. It's amazing. Yeah. Dubai is another one. Okay, so there's a super modern city where they have, you know, you got roller coasters and stuff in ski Dubai, slopes. Right? Ski, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that big old building. Yeah, and that's just entirely powered by you know oil money and investment. Yeah, you just and, and... stick a straw in the ground out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, so much of these visions are about how do you capitalize them? They're rich people coming in, yeah. rich people going out. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Mark Lore's vision that'll be the American, the Is next that's American. Good. I I love that. I, I'm really interested in that one. Like so. He's looking okay, for investors. So there's a it's a diverse population. It's kind of invite only. When you get there, what do you do for a living? Whatever you do. So whatever you do, you relocate. I mean, you I think you could work there, but it is it does raise the question of like, um, I mean, and, and, and the whole idea here is like it's it's very egalitarian. His ec yeah. his economic platform is something that he calls equitism, which is 
all the land goes into like this community holding and then yeah. there's going to be a period of quote hyper growth right because it's going to be like the land's not worth anything yeah because it's just empty land right yeah but then you build a city there and all of a sudden that land becomes really valuable totally. now the residents can buy that land from this community trust and now they ha all have an investment in it yeah so like if i want to move to lore town telosa telosa the locals call it lore town Sure. Like if you're at a dive bar, they're like, like "Hey, Lord Town." You could open the dive bar. Well, th that gets to Tolosa. my point. If yeah. I want to go to move to Tolosa, yeah. and I have a modest job, yeah. and I don't, but you know, whatever. Sure. And I wanna, and my dream is to, you know, be a baker. Mm -hmm. And I want to start this bakery that has a dive bar, you know, like kind of off to the side. So it's like a bar bakery thing. Yeah, and yeast, that's my yeast is the common theme. We there do we a go. lot of yeast-based offerings. Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's yeast is king. So if I want to start this bakery, like what do I do in Tolosa? Do I apply for a permit? Do I get funding based on Tolosa, Tolosa community chest? Like to what extent are we bringing the outside trappings of of capitalism and the struggles and all of the factors that go into living in typical dynamic emergent cities which are pretty much all of them if we could for lack of a better word like what happens what's the process of me starting my my you know horseshoe business or whatever the fuck it's um the going into it version is you apply presumably you apply with the intent to invest in something so maybe you go in and you say i want to run a crappy dive bar yeah. and they're going to presumably weigh that against um you know the other things that they need right so there is a sense going into it like we're going to control this environment yeah and whenever that happens if yeah. you think about biosphere 2 yeah in tucson arizona right the sealed yeah. uh ecological experiment that went nuts and everybody turned orange because they were eating too many sweet potatoes yeah. um the controls sort of break down right so it's like well you either can do that or you're going to have you know the the it kind of sounds like the whole thing would be like an outdoor mall, right? You know, like yeah. you go to one of these new kind of mall concepts. Or like when they revitalize the Fillmore in San Francisco, or like where they mm -hmm. try to like yeah. do these hip live work, you know, like box apartments yeah. with the retail and the restaurant space beneath. Sure. And it all just feels so soulless. Like, yeah. We'll talk about live work possibly later on in this episode. Okay. It's funny that you bring that up. Um, it's it is true that there is not at least there doesn't seem to be uh a plan for all of that stuff i mean i think it's open-ended enough that's like it's a city but you know is it going to be like well there's fifty thousand people no more no less presumably mm -hmm. and there must be 1.32 bars for yeah. every 25 people therefore you know you get a permit for one like are they gonna are they gonna break yeah. it down and who's those... the governing body that decides like what type of bar that can be like right if you have all these controls aren't they doing are they trying to do this in tejon ranch too like they're trying to make i think a, a lot of these communities yeah yeah and part of it is this underlying concept that unites these cities which is something called the 15 minute city and that means everything that you need is within a 15 minute walk drive public okay. transit ride and the whole idea is again it's all about like getting away from cars right yeah. so everything you need it's it's sort of like um uh it's like a fractal you know like any anywhere you go is going to be close to grocery close to bowling alley yeah you know all the things you need 
but it's all 15 minutes from yeah, wherever you are. So wherever you are in the, in the, in the city, yeah. you're going to be near that stuff. That's and like just ironically what LA kind of was supposed to be and is with the freeway system without yeah. traffic. You can, I could be at your house right now and like, honestly, like less than 30 minutes if there was no traffic sure. and I could just like haul yeah. Yeah. down the yeah. 10 to the one one I think here again, the vision is since you want to get away from cars, it's like, well, everything should be, you know, like say there are, you know, evenly spaced grocery stores and bars or yeah. whatever and things like that. But then, you know, there's only going to be a couple of sports stadiums, but those sports stadiums need to be a 15 minute public transit ride. So that's how they think about that. Most of the stuff should be walkable, et cetera, et cetera. So okay. your idea is, you know, maybe you're not going to get this parcel for lower town, the, the shot bar yeah. and bakery, but you'll get the next one. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, maybe they should, they should, uh, they should employ some of my, uh, some of my favorite folks, uh, the slime molds. Yeah. You know, know that thing slime. with the slime mm -hmm. mold where they, uh, did a map Aggregates. of the Tokyo subway system famously lauded for its efficiency. And, uh, they did a thing where they put like little slime, like yeast, or I think it's yeast actually, or whatever, like the, whatever the heck the slime, slime molds, molds eat. Mm-hmm. They put them at oh, each, yeah. uh, and they put them like at each s population center, right? So they and they they like, I think the food even had like was proportional to the population centers, and then they let slime molds do their business, and they like replicated the Tokyo subway system with surprise with to a surprising degree of accuracy. Sure. And it's like very intuitive. Like the slime mold is going to do only what makes most sense because it's so basic, right? Sure. It's simple rules that are iterated and made more complex. Yes. Emergence, right? Complexity Fractals. theory. Yeah. Fractals. There you go. Let's leave uh, Telosa, Lower okay. Town, in the rearview mirror of your electric bicycle as we move on to the next concept. Okay. The next concept uh, will take you to the nearest marina. Oh. Marina is a place where rich people park their boats. Now, uh, you have a sailboat, you have a yacht, fine. It. But I'm what there. about a mega yacht? What about a yacht the size of a cruise ship? That's mine. Well, you can be one of the people who, one of the 39 lucky billionaires who gets a condo on Somnio. Oh, my God, these names. Somnio? Mm -hmm. The yacht liner concept. Wow. I believe it's Swedish. Now, somnio sounds to you and me like... Somnambulism. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> presumably it's a boat that you sleep on. Yeah, I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's. What, I mean, I think that's uh, kind of what they're going for. Yeah. Now, uh, this is a... This is a re it's, just a, it's just a real big boat, man. Okay. And the idea is it's going to... It's under construction now. It's going to launch in 2024. Let me pause there and say a lot of divisions we will talk about today and that I have heard about futurism in general. Yeah. 2024 is go time on that. Flying cars in LA, 2024. Somnio launching 2024. Okay. When we get back to Neom, Neom, the line. No, 2024? 2024, suppose. What do these people know that we don't? It's an election year? I don't know. 2024. That's like 24 months from it's now. It's a minute 20, from now. It's 26 months. For the months. future. Yeah. Uh, Somnio. Uh, it's going to be 728 feet long. Wow. They say um, in this, uh, you know, it's a story that's more like it repurposes 
the press release on it. So you two know, and very, a half football fields. Yeah. Uh, hundred yeah. yards is three hundred feet. So yes, yes. Wow. More than. More than. Um, it's going to be a five hundred million euro boat. That's the cost. Six hundred million dollars. Um, floating condo for the super rich, according to this, offering quote thirty nine ultra luxury apartments starting at eleven point two million dollars. Wow. Um, so there's going to be all the stuff that rich people want, right? There's so there's a like a mall. Mm-hmm. Six decks. They're customizable. You'll get a personal kitchen, gym, a library for books or yeah. whatever. And then there's going to be district distinct dressing areas. I don't know what that means. What? I don't know what that means. Oh, like like at a country club? Like you got to wear whites at the tennis court kind of thing? Or like themed? Like, hey, this is, we're in. That would be cool. We're in uh, Nice. Yeah. So dress accordingly. Yeah. So it's going it, to, the whole idea is you get this sweet place with all the amenities. Yeah. And it just cruises around the world, right? Just Forever. And around. is the idea that people live here part time is their second home? Or is the idea that the billionaires like sort of just, just uh, recede from regular society and just have this like world? I believe, uh, I believe that it's probably a little bit of both. I think that what we're looking at here is, um, uh, an emergency kit. You know, mm. it's the it's the ripcord. Yeah, it's Who? the it's the plan B for when the shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah. What, because they can't afford. No, they, I mean you could afford like, New Zealand if you can afford the mega yacht city. You can but, afford all that stuff, and probably they have a place there too. Yeah. So, like, who decides where the yacht goes? Ah, it's a good question. There, um, I'm sure will be. Will there be a government there? Will it be preordained? You know, you know what, who's going to sign those things? You know how? You know what I would do. Knife fight. Slime mold. Slime mold. Let that's slime how mold you decide? make decisions. Oh, that's, that's a like sweet the oracle. Idea. That's a sweet idea. That's it's really just good. So you put dome. it on like a globe. Yeah, yeah. and you're just, just like dry. that's how we decide. Like we go, we make these like representations, and then the slime mold runs yeah. the show. I think it's about going to scenic, beautiful places. The billionaires will have their business, and they'll fly on and off. You yeah. know, they'll take a helicopter, go do their business, come back. Yeah. You know, and, you can always sort of grocery revisit. stores are like kind of are they are, are they restock they restock and port via. Oh, I'm, no, I think there's private chefs and things. There's a there's a ten thousand bottle capacity wine cellar and tasting room. There are multiple restaurants and bars, and there's an onboard beach club featuring water sports facilities. This is a big boat. It's a Steven. big freaking boat. Big freaking boat. The, there, are there laws? No, I guess if you're are, like that rich, you don't no, have you, laws anyways, right? Yeah, I mean, there's the law of the sea. But you're in international waters, right? Which yeah. sort of means that the captain is the boss. So the question is, yeah. who is this captain that's going to have authority over 39 of the most pampered billionaires? Tell me. Are, well, I mean, he's we going to be a puppet. Yeah, it's a puppet regime. Yeah, it's a puppet regime, absolutely. Uh, apparently, the project is being overseen by the captain, a guy named Eric Bredha, Bredha um, who is the co-founder of the project. Before this, he was uh, the boss of something called The World, which was, quote, the only residential vessel at sea. It's the, and he was the boss of The World? That's right. The giveaway to the real, to the ulterior motive here is the following. Quote, world-class medical care will be available on board. And um, 
a note here that the people who are living on board will likely be kept, quote, away from pandemics and other uh, global risks. Global risks? Yeah, like poverty and climate change. It's and a shield from that Nuclear stuff. war. Possibly. But, like, let's say the wars start happening. Yeah. I'm coming for the freaking yacht, man. Yeah, this evokes visions of when you lived in San Francisco, you remember um, all the libertarians talking about their their seasteading. You know, they're going to build a in open waters, in international waters, where there's not laws that apply. They're going to oh, build yeah. a city out there, presumably on the Pacific Trash Gyre yeah. or something, and it's going to have no government laws. It's going to be a total free market economic situation. You can do whatever you want. Absolute yeah. freedom. That was something everybody was really quacking about i think i'm not kind of, down with absolute i mean that's freaky i mean i i think i think it it poses some problems you know who's not gonna do okay in the world in the in the future of absolute freedom is you and you and me sure nobody we can like, not get all the tattoos get, we want yeah nobody's trying to hear the snark the snarky you know deep dives I don't think people are. Maybe, maybe no. we could now check this no, out though. We, we are... could, we could position ourselves as the official podcast network yes. of Somnio. Cruise around the world. We'll do interviews. SPN. Yeah. You know what? I've thought of that. This is similar to another thing, which I guess is all kind of tangentially related, but like what, what, who am I in the apocalypse? Like, you know, we all recede. Mm -hmm. We all kind of, we all sort of clomped, glommed together with our neighbors and our friends and like yeah. we create our own like sort of camps during the water sure. wars and you know the the sky going black for you know six years or whatever the heck is going to happen you know what do i do what can i do and the only this is true like the only thing i could really do i'd be like a communications guy same with you man you could grow like, weed we're like could we, surf. i could grow some weed we i could surf but no but what can i do do i would be a i'm a con i'd be a communications guy and we, we what are you talking about we bridge minds via the medium of ideas we yeah, are the yeah. slime molds and the thing we're carrying i like that but i think more pragmatically yeah. i'll be the person like the face of the our tribe yeah and we would be, i would be helping i would be like we'd be like our the, the stance on the recent sort it of like uh, you know burning of the santa monica city hall is that we're against it and the following tribes are are also against it and we'll be sharing milk and batteries tomorrow at noon so it's like a pre you're the you're the, the, you're the press, press secretary kind of of no that's i'm i'm directing i i would have that that would be i'd be working high level with sure. my team right and then sure i'd have a mouthpiece right. oh you're not the mouthpiece well i'm the brains that's the thing I'm, i got you you're again, the behind the scenes guy yeah i'm assuming that you and i are on the same team i would hope so I would hate to be the other tribe, and we'd be pitted oh. against each other. No, 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 no. We're in this together. Okay. That's what I'm saying. These are skills that we're building, and they're going to take us yeah. through the apocalypse. Because yeah. we're not getting on the, we're not getting, we're not going chosen to, for no Tulosa, Tulosa, no Somnio, forget it. Somnio, forget about it. Yeah. Neom. Yeah. Maybe no, no. We're not. We're not. Nobody's. Um. I'm glad you brought up Neom. Let's get into Neom okay. as the last and final of our tour of futuristic utopian cities. Yes. Remember I told you about this idyllic place that's 
basically kind of just like the city version of a noodle. 170 kilometers. Called the line. Called the line. Yeah, and that is, um, was announced this year in January. Crown, crin, crown, pr- crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman mm-hmm. uh, did sort of a, a TED Talk style announcement where he said, this is the big new thing that we're going to do. It's going to be great. Uh, you're going to love it. Why are you going to love it? Because it will be, not only will there be no cars, there won't be any streets. So it obliterates even the idea of a Strasbourg. People just oh. walk around. It's sort of like you're in nature, I okay. think, kind of like your thing, right? Everything Which is, is kind of what the early pre-Strasbourg Germany was. It was really just like little huts around the fort. They were very much amongst the trees. Yeah. Yeah, everything's within a five-minute walk of the line. Honestly, I, I feel like I've made the, I have made this so challenging for you to get these points off, out, but you've I, no, I, we're navigating it really well. We're navigating. It's it's yeah. it's actually yeah. working. And you're this just... is the fifteen minute city of conversations. It, Everything this... is close. <laughs> Everything's very close by. It's this audio uh, auditory fractal. It's like a yeah. conceptual yeah. slime mold directed narrative. What's my utopian form of government? It's a slime mold informed legislation. Mm-hmm. It moves towards the nearest yeast. Well, I would do I would it. do a sort of limited form of government where all the decisions are determined by a dachshund race. Oh. You have the different points printed out on a oh. banner, and the banner yeah. is attached to the dachshund. You turn yeah. them loose. Whoever gets to the end first, that's the motion that passes. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. It's, the dachshund it's, has it's as many advantages as disadvantages. It's, fair. it's truly democratic. Yeah, it's freaking adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great animal. Um, the line. <laughs> Here's some of the bo- boilerplate. The line is the first time in 150 years these numbers and all of the other terminology about this are determined by absolutely nothing. Okay. Uh, that a major urban development has been designed around people, not roads. We hate roads at Neo, at, at the line. Walkability will define life on the line. Again, right? Uh, cars bad. Walking good. Who can who can resist the allure of that? Um, all essential daily services, such as schools, medical clinics, leisure facilities, as well as green spaces, will be within a five-minute walk. Well, five-minute walk plus including the high-speed rail. If you got to do a longer journey, like you live on one end of the line, and 170 kilometers later, unfortunately, your best friend is all the way on the other end, then there's yeah. ultra-high-speed vehicles of some indeterminate make and model that yeah. will get you there, presumably a Hyperloop or something, mm-hmm. some sort of tube. And again, uh, renewable energy, on and on. It's going to be great. The um, This was in January, and everybody was like, huh, what? a linear city. Okay. Um, and the important thing to know here is to back up a couple of years to when Mohammed bin Salman, as you pointed out, once upon a time, the darling of uh, the Middle Eastern rich oil He was going to be the new guy. He was going to be, hey, I'm party party prince. Mohammed like, bin cool party. party prince. Like, yeah. hey. Yeah. Going to let ladies drive. It's going to be great. So he announces Neom, N-E-O-M, in 2017. We're backing mm-hmm. up a little bit, Okay. Neom is this big project that's supposed to convert part of the desert next to the Red Sea, kind of close to the border of Jordan, um, in the northwestern Saudi province of Tabuk. Uh, it's going to convert this virgin land, they said, into this city idea. And we didn't really know what it was. And then a couple of years later, they said it's going to be a line. But then there's all this other stuff, right? It's 
it just sort of feels like an investment grab. Like it's just a series of keywords, you know, yeah. eco friendly, mm -hmm. artificial intelli green. intelligence, green hydrogen. It's better than regular hydrogen. With energy that flows from the sun and wind, neighborhoods that can feed and clean themselves, technologies that make life everything it can be. The media, when this was announced, the media went wild for all of the promises. Like, there really were going to be robotic dinosaurs. There was going to be robotic maids, flying Why cars. Why robotic dinosaurs? What's the, what's the deal there? Well, maybe animatronic ones. That's just it's not, I mean, I'm just saying, like... going to be an artificial it moon. It seems like they're ticking Steven. off all these things, like... Yeah. Uh, schools are five minutes away and everything's a park and like we have a 300 mile an hour green train and of course we <laughs> couldn't right. forget the animatronic dinosaurs yeah why why did that make the like why my, is that the money fifth thing? why is that the fifth money. thing you told me about this city the dinosaurs yeah like that was right up there with free health care and yeah. like and yeah, organic okay. food you get bitten by a robot dinosaur there's also it talked about genetic engineering to create yeah. stronger, smarter people. This is for real. Wow. Uh, and it was quickly realized that this wasn't exactly virgin land. Turns out there were tens of thousands of people who already lived there. Um, there was a tribe there called the Huaytet tribe that had been there for quite some time. Uh, and a fellow by the name of Abdur Rahim al-Huwaiti uh, raised a bit of a stink about, hey, we already live here. And the Saudi government was trying to, you know, then expel those people. So he said, we don't want to move. We don't want to move. And this precipitated um, the Saudi uh, security forces in April of 2018 coming to his door and saying, you got to go. He doesn't. There's a shootout. He's killed. And then he's vilified oh my God. in the news thereafter. Because wow. they're like, you've got to move out of your house. He doesn't do it. Um, and so the... Western press starts to think, Wait a this second. is a, not a good look. This is a little no. weird. We, we were having fun earlier with the robot dinosaurs. Hey, guys, what happened? Let's get back to those dinosaurs, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, MBS says this is, this is a $500 billion city. We want investments. And... A lot of the news coverage is funny. If you do a search for it now and just do like a news search, only like eight things popped up. It's yeah. it's it's suspiciously underreported. Admittedly, there's not a whole lot going on. And, you know, you see the stories like when it was announced in 2017, when this uh, murder happened, um, and then this year when the line was announced. But then after that, it's all kind of, huh. And what you do here is just the constant the 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 currents of we want to move global capital around we want money for this investment we want to park it in this thing we're going to say all the right keywords um you know there's the 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 executive director of engineering uh in an interview said we're investing heavily in robots we have big ambitions to drive human machine into action we expect more than 10 percent of neom to be humanized robots hmm. There's also, you'll be happy to hear, okay. a metaverse version that's coming out so that oh, you can yeah. tour it before you tour it. This all feels like the metaverse, kind of. I mean, a very similar sort of yeah. overtones. This is screaming metaverse in that in that way. Because yeah. it's like everything yeah. from, you know, listeners want to tune in to our, it's called Unfriending the Metaverse. It's back there uh, in the old episode lineup. But we talk about 
the metaverse and we also talk about kind of exploration and conquest and and sort of the human need for exploration and pushing boundaries and how there's Absolutely. consistently and necessarily a sort of negative dividend to that exploration and you know all suddenly all of a sudden the line is checking all those boxes now you said that this also um ties into mbs and like you know him locking up all those people in the hotels and all of that yeah. too or are you saying that it more generally ties into this sort of like wolf in sheep's clothing business that mbs you know sort of proved to be it, the both things are true okay. the idea that he was this great liberalizing leader was contradicted somewhat by the fact that he had this big power grab locked up all these people in I believe the Hilton or yeah. I don't yeah but a big other it was other royals right in order to extract um concessions from them um and turned out to be kind of more of the same then 2018 Washington Post reporter Jamal Khashoggi murdered going to the embassy to get a marriage certificate in Turkey yeah as you know big flurry of media attention about this uh, at first, it's these five random dudes who did it, and then very quickly, it comes back that it's connected to MBS, right? Yeah. That Khashoggi was, of course, a critic, used to be an insider with the Saudi government, and um, and then was like, well, you guys are not so great. So murdered by him. Jeez. And when that happened, 2018, all of a sudden, all the investment kind of walked off. Right? Interesting. So there was sort of a bit of a pause. And interestingly enough, pundits at the time were saying, yeah, the interesting thing will be to find out how long it takes for, for the, the money, money to come, come back. back. Like yeah, like how that, long are people going to gonna you know clutch their pearls inside? Cool, the cooling period, yeah. Like, the hey. cooling period, yeah. And how long was it? Like two years? Well, you know, I think it's hard to say because so much of that is behind the scenes. But if yeah. you look at his interest and again at the beginning of this year he announced the line um so the line is the new this this kind of the second iteration of i believe the line is, yeah it's hard to sort of piece this out and you know again there's there's not a lot of real clarity neom is supposed to be sort of a city concept yeah again like it's a city made entirely of buzzwords and then the line was like the first tangible thing you could come up Got with it. from it so that i think you know the, maybe they're going to build multiple cities but the lion is the first one they're all under the larger umbrella of the neon brand yeah but yeah. so i think what it I, as you do you have more on the line right now because i just had an idea um well only that there seems to be funding returning and where the conversation is now is is any of this really going to happen it seems like as with these other projects, it's some kind of weird pipe dream. And maybe if we follow the money, we will find that this investment is all designed as a way to, you know, park money in a uh, friendly environment or, you know, because it's very vague. Everything's extremely vague about what it's going to be and what it's going to do. And like, is it going to be open to everybody yeah. or is it just going to be uh, a refuge? You know, it's like far away from stuff. So is it going to be a refuge in some way from climate change is it yeah. being sort of billed as like the model city that other cities and developments in existing urban areas can sort of like uh, use as a guide as sort of a guideline use it as a guide for how to build a better city is it is it yeah. kind of like I mean, this I think test kitchen idea yeah the, the i mean you probably not everybody's gonna do the line city because that's a ridiculous that idea weird. 
or you know the the weather control satellites yeah. or whatever um but yeah you know some of the technology that they design there i mean i think if you get enough investment enough design then you sort of have a you know a los alamos where it's like a bunch of yeah. smart people get together and they yeah. develop stuff yeah one of those things you'll be happy to know oh. speaking of uh, your future role okay here's wayne borg managing director of the project's media culture and entertainment sector oh yeah that's me Right. Here in Neom, we see the media industry as a future industry, oh. Stephen. Not a dead past one, like there you might is. think. There it is. It acts as a glue for society through the ability to tell stories that project its identity locally and beyond, which both means a lot of stuff and absolutely nothing. Nothing. And it means that you and me, Brandon, we got we got a job at the line. Got a job at the line. If we need one, when we need, we need one, one, it'll be waiting launch for us. It. You and I, I can ride our dinosaurs to ride and from our mechanical work. dinosaurs. Hopefully, we five get minutes. assigned to nearby pods. Yeah, yeah, you would hope. I would hope, and yeah. uh, I think all of this, this notion of the utopian city, and this idea that we're going to build this better and ideal city, the thing that always ends up screwing it up, like in my head. The thing that makes it be like, ah, this doesn't really seem like it's possible is that it always goes back to this idea that somebody's in charge of it, mm -hmm. that there's some flawed human or pre-existing flawed human urge behind yeah. these things, which you keep mm -hmm. pointing out, like with the neon and the line asking these questions like, you know, who's going to, well, who, like, I guess conceivably MBS owns it so that's problematic right off the bat but the like Saudi, who's yeah. gonna the Saudis and who's gonna invest in it and what are the rules gonna be you go to the somnambulism what's what's uh somnia they call that the sleepwalker on the yeah. streets the but yacht they, liner the yacht line so they big boat you know, same thing there like who's the boss like what are the laws like what's the real reason are they just trying to have like a floating like doomsday device uh lore town uh, they Tolosa. It, yeah, the same question. It's like who gets to decide who goes in there, and who gets to decide like which which businesses are part are, are greenlit, and like to what extent is are is mm -hmm. there like sort of this like emergent freedom that make cities unique? Because everybody, it's this kind of mishmash and conglomeration of all these different ideas, and things just sort of naturally happen. Right, and. When you have this much top-down wealth that's presumably being yes. poured into these things, it's like, well, if you're rich, you can hide your money any number of ways, right? So why this project? Is yeah. it truly utopian? You know, Is it yeah. really like we really want to build a better world when you already know that this is an incredibly repressive regime and mm. culture? Um, and, you know, who is it for? None of that is really addressed. Yep. Why are people investing in it? What's the ultimate goal? You know, and I think it comes down to, is this really something that's going to benefit the human race? Or is this a bulwark against consequences for the extremely rich and privileged to, you know, post up, hide out, wait out, yeah. whatever the ramifications of the climate crisis or war or whatever that is. Two questions. What's bulwark? What's a bulwark? Well, it's like... A wark, but <laughs> bigger. It's a bigger version of that. Like a barrier against. Okay. And barriers. then second of all, you I feel like you know about this type of stuff. Wasn't there like a big um, 
movement in like the mid to late 1800s of utopian societies in America. Yeah, yeah, it was hot business. Is Again, that you know the, was that connected to your Texas ancestry? Like, were they part of? Or mm -hmm. Were you just sort of setting yeah. up this notion of a utopia from, you know, back your 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 progenitors back in Germany, or were they part of this sort of mid nineteenth century utopian movement? Bingo. And what's what was that? What was the utopian yeah. movement? Um, I only know that it was predicated on ideas of there are places that you can go that will get away from these repressive mm. uh, strictures of society, law of religion in yeah. the various European countries. And as we said last time, um, you know, that idea of there being a frontier where we'll start over in this spot and we're going to fix all the stuff that's screwed up. Yeah. So let's go find it. And we're going to make it right this time because we know if we could only just start over, yeah, then this would be great. If we, um, but yeah, there was there was a philosophical movement of utopianism, yeah, and and it created all these little colonies, some of which were in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I said, the the German version of that was this guy thought and had heard, and he'd been kind of sold a bill of goods about how great, how fertile Texas was, and then he got to Central Texas, uh, and it's not rich, fertile farmland so like. You know. Interesting. That's so cool. So, I mean, I guess as the descendant of a utopia seeker, mm -hmm. Brandon, do you believe in the notion of utopia? And is it possible? No. Why not? No, because it's full of people. You want utopia, you ask the slime molds. They're the only ones who do it right. No, you know what I, I do think is, is, is funny is I think that exists microcosmically. I mean, I think you can find a dive bar in any city yeah. in America, probably any city in the world, where there is a perfectly functioning society. You know, all of the elements are perfectly balanced. Yeah. Well, and anything that changes, if you if you reupholster the seats, yeah. if you change out the bar back. It messes with that balance. Mess it all up. I think it works. I think it's I think it's temporarily limited. Yeah. I think you can find those things happening beautifully for a moment in time. Yeah. For a small place in time. Totally. You know, and I, and a lot of those things too, as I mentioned earlier, there was this push in the late '60s in California, of the you know the hippie movement that gravitated to San Francisco, and then a lot of those people started these communities in, like the Mission. There were all these warehouses and factories um, that had been abandoned yeah. after you know the 1950s and '60s, and so like a bunch of hippies would move into a, a mayonnaise factory, yeah, and set up tents and then build art colonies. And I wrote a story about this. And one of those was called Project Arto, which was a bunch of artists that just wanted to have their space, lived in this big building, which is still there, is still an art colony. And they had to work with the city to figure out how to convert it into a place where you could both live and work. Yeah. And so they came up with the idea of the artist loft. That's where it was invented. And the whole idea was like, we're going to keep it very cheap. Huh. It's going to be what year moderately this? developed. This is in the um, late 60s, early 70s. This is where the idea of a live workspace. Mm -hmm. They created that idea for the city, right? Yeah. And it was like, this is great for us. And then what happened was developers said, oh, my God, this is a super cheap way to convert buildings that are just warehouse spaces. You just put up some walls. Because the building code was extremely lax, you didn't need to do a whole lot. So it was like walls, exposed ceiling, exposed, you know, exposed pipes and things. Yeah. And so 
it was just really cool. There was this patina of coolness about it. And so um, they were able to do these things and then sell them for top dollar. So all of the live workspaces sprung up around these actual artist colonies huh. and raised the price so much that the people had a hard time living yeah. there. And that's... the actual artists got driven out yeah. by a thing they created. Yeah, that's very, I mean, isn't that the story of gentrification? Isn't that the story of San Francisco, Brooklyn, yeah. Venice? But also the idea of, of the utopian ideal and yeah. how it can go off in weird directions. Yeah, and definitely. And, and you unintended consequences. Definitely. Um, and it's, in, you know, unique. I mean, it's interesting that it happened in San Francisco because, you know, many years later, the tech companies weren't necessarily trying to do like a live work space, but they were trying to make their corporate offices a place where you would also have your social life. Right. That's and right. so never that, leave and you would never leave. But the obviously the ulterior motive there is that you would continue to work. You would have no problem right. working until 9 p.m. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, I, so I I think. I think we really cracked this idea of utopia open. Um, I yeah, how do you feel about that tour of possible future cities, some of which float, some oh. of which, like some of which are very long it? and narrow? Yeah, what do you think about them? I think Did you enjoy your tour of proposed billionaire-driven spaces. I have no desire to live in any one of these planned or manufactured notions of utopia i have no i uh you know maybe it's like you know i'm a slime mold guy you know like i i don't want yeah. I, I i don't want something to be planned because i i can't every i've never seen it be cool right like even sometimes in Denver, they'll have these things where, like, Denver is a big city that had a lot of expansion. And people will be like, oh, you got to go to, like, it's like The Row or, like, something like that. Mm -hmm. I forgot sure. the name of it. And yeah. it's, like, yeah. some corrugated converted warehouse in it. But it's, it's just yeah. like a freaking hipster yeah. mall. Yeah. It's not it's not cool. It's, like, all – and this ties back into, you know – um, these notions that you, of course, have talked about before um, about these jazz districts and trying to revitalize places like the Fillmore mm -hmm. or um, I guess it was Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Same thing when you try to do something on purpose and it's not emergent. It's just it's just a it, museum it, of itself. It, it's just a museum of itself. And like yeah. so these utopian mega cities like or not mega cities, these like plan potentially perfect cities. I just it just it doesn't feel natural. It feels like it's going to lose that uh, uh, sort of, I don't know, that that je ne sais quoi that a, mm -hmm. that a real city has, like a real freaking neighborhood that a dive yeah. bar has. If there's one thing I like more than the slime molds, it's random dive bars. Um, and sure. I, I would happily go and tour every one of those with you yeah. before I moved into the line. Great. And... Maybe one of those will be near your yeah. fancy, My weird penultimate of joy. Now that place, it's welcoming. Yeah. It's based yeah. on a visitor center. Yes. There's birds. And you can, have a, 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 you can have a welcome mat that just says, we've got our eye on you. We've, hey, okay, this here yeah. it is again. It's <laughs> benevolent pen panopticon. Sure, sure. Um, well, this has been Journos. This has been Journos. I'm Brandon uh, R. Reynolds. I'm Steven Jackson. And we are glad that you came, and we're glad that you spent some time in our city of the mind. And I suppose we'll see you next time. 
Indeed. Take care.